done it. We have done it. And I will start this episode where I left off the last episode. Cocaine <gasps> Man was pretty good. Yes. I'm amazed. I really did think it was going to be like a Sharknado. It's something like that. It's good, yeah, though. Yeah, but like, I was going to say, but cute. like on purpose. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if you're of age, take an edible, go see it. It's great. Have somebody <gasps> else drive you. Just, just fine. Very smart, though. Very smart, yeah. though. No, I love that. Also, a fun fact about Sharknado that I learned recently. Um, I and Zeering from Beverly Hills 90210, um, everybody was like, ew, I can't believe how hard he fell and blah, blah, blah. He was on 90210 and now he's in Sharknado. Apparently, he only did Sharknado because his entire family was about to lose their health insurance and that was the only project that was available to him and he needed to be able to keep working so that he could keep his health insurance for yeah. him and his family. And also, so, don't blame anybody for what they did for a job because he probably got paid so much fucking money for that. Mm-mm. And it, no, that's the point. That's the point. That's why everybody because it, it's it's not it's the like if you Google low budget. Let me before I let me also fact check myself as I this say isn't this, but a, I am ninety nine percent sure this isn't a movie review podcast per se. But uh, we are getting into Sharknado and Cocaine Bear right up top. Yeah. All right, yeah, this but it had a budget of two million dollars, which sounds like a lot. It is truly not. All right, it is for a movie. It is truly not a big budget. All right, um, and it grossed a hundred million at the box office. Yeah, that's a lot. Yes, um, but and that goes to show you though how low budget it was. Also, continuing, don't yuck somebody else's yum could be somebody's favorite movie true i know a lot of people who do love it uh we recently started watching we needed to watch all of the harry potter movies because elliot's never seen the last three and so we got i know don't even he wasn't even in europe at that time i know um so we got peacock because they were taking off hbo max like literally the day we needed to watch like the the last three um did you at least do a trial there is no trial for Peacock. Really? Uh, no. What? Wait, oh my wait. god! Before we get too deep into it, this is crime culture. <laughs> yeah, this is crime culture where we talk about crimes, like not offering a fucking free trial for Peacock. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Um, and the way that they do their noise gate is really stupid. But regardless of all that, um, I went through to see like, oh, if we have it, may as well just watch some stuff on it. There are some weird ass movies. Um, the Velocipaster is on there. I've actually heard it's very good. <laughs> I've heard That's it's very a great good. title. Yeah, that is the a, best title. It's a pastor that turns into like like um, werewolf in London, like turns into a velociraptor. Yeah. Oh my god, that uh, reminds me of the. If anybody's on TikTok, Datasaur is very funny. Perfect. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's some weird ass movies on Peacock. If you have it, go through all of the movies and uh, have a good time. Um, oh, please tell me you're gonna cancel it. At yeah, least. probably one sure okay because i that pisses me off like because i have i have all of the parks and rec on my plex i don't need peacock no and i mean it's a lot i I, get at me a lot of their content it's not worth that spend no and girls five eva is moving to netflix because they got bought by netflix exactly so you don't need it for that i did i have here i have heard very recently um great things about the resort so maybe watch the resort before you cancel all right I, uh, but no now, uh, moving on after yes. five minutes of talking about streaming services, too um, much banter. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? All right, Hale. 
Haley doesn't know Lay it on what me. we're talking. Yeah, Haley doesn't know what we're talking about. If you've clicked on this episode, then presumably you do you know more than know. me right now. Yes, exactly. Today we are going to talk about the Tinder swindler. I watched this doc. It is wild. It is fucking insane. Okay, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a doc on Netflix. Yes, a.k.a. Simon Levive. I've heard him pronounce it two different ways, which, on brand for him. Um, I've heard Levive and I've heard Leviv, but okay. I'm going with Levive. He has a punchable um, face. He, he does. He does. I mean, he kind of, he kind of gives me Salt Bay. A little bit. Like... It, it it gives that same like you can tell you can just tell you know what i mean like you could like long before the world cup people should have been able to get a vibe that salt bay was kind of a douchebag and that's the vibe that you get looking at this guy um but he was born shimon yehuda hayat on september 27th 1990 in ramat el-kenan Brak, israel Okay. Uh, he has a lot of aliases, in including Mordecai Nassim, Tapiro, Michael Bilton, which like kind of makes me laugh. Not yeah. gonna lie. Um, Love Abraham, to find out where he like just chose these names. Well, Michael Bilton, I'm like, okay, so clearly like you're doing Michael Bolton, but a typo. Oh, I would I'm, love I'm, it like, if that was the reason. That's what I'm saying. I love it. I love it. Um, Abraham Levy and David Sharon. And because he has all of these different names, we're just going to refer to this guy as Simon. Yeah. Um, kind of like how we did with Anna Delvey. Yeah. But despite the fact that Simon's father, Johannan Hayat, was the chief rabbi of EI Airlines and a mm. member of the religious elite, um, he was rubbing elbows with like the chief rabbis of Israel, quote unquote, according to the podcast, Make The Making of a Swindler, which we'll talk about in a bit. Simon grew up in a modest apartment on the outskirts of Tel Aviv in the Ramat Elkanan neighborhood of B'nai Brak, an area described by journalist Amit Yulzari as, quote, one of the most poor neighborhoods, end quote, in Israel. Hmm. So came from very meager means when compared to his, like, hedonistic lifestyle that he will be known for in the future, as you will hear. And I think that may have uh, contributed to... Um his kind of personality moving forward. Obviously not everybody that comes from um, a poor or modest lifestyle turns into a monster, but when you don't have a lot of money, you kind of got to be a little bit more street smart and a little bit uh, uh, scrappier. So maybe that right. has something to do with what he turns into later on. Right. Yes. It's it. I, I can, I can see that. And I have thoughts on that, but we'll get to that. Okay. I don't know where my voice is going. It's just going away. Um, so I did try to find out information about Simon's mom, but the best that I could come up with was that in the documentary, um, The Tindler Swindler, which we'll get into in a bit, they do visit his last known address and find a woman who said she was Simon's mother, but that she had, quote, absolutely no contact, end quote, with her son since he turned 18 and said, quote, he is not Hyatt anymore. Ooh, interesting. Which, like, hate it anymore, excuse me. Yeah. But, like, damn. Yeah, right. Damn. Like, disowned by your mom. That's... Sounds like it. I mean, he does, spoiler alert, he's going to do enough shitty stuff that uh, I'd be pretty pissed if my kid did that, too. Yeah. 
Well, and and I'm not going to lie. Um, like at first hearing hearing that, that was one of the first things that I kind of looked up. And I was like, okay, no contact with his mom to each their own. Like sometimes it's for good reason yeah. for a kid to go no contact with their parent. Um, in this case, it's also good reason for a parent to go no contact with their kid. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If somebody in your life, no matter who they are, parent, your child, whoever it is, is toxic. A friend. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to talk to them anymore. Yeah. But so renowned Israeli investigative reporter Yuri Blue or Blau, excuse me. It means blue in German. Fun fact. Um, Yuri Blau, he wrote about Simon in 2019. He also makes a cameo appearance in the documentary, but was not directly involved in its production. Okay. Told Sarah, Sarah Breaker of Moment or Sarah Berger of Moment, because I see it being spelled two different ways here because I am a genius and love that for me. Breaker. It is Breaker. All right um we're doing it live so he told her quote he's been involved in monkey business from a young age end quote which Mm. love that not not love the monkey business but love that we're calling it that yeah and according to blau and to interviews done by the tinder swindlers writer and director felicity morris who we know because we've talked about her before she produced don't fuck with cats oh yeah yes Mm mm-hmm so Simon began committing minor cons, like stealing checks from a family he was babysitting for when he was a teenager and committing check fraud, for which he was convicted. It always starts with fucking check fraud, man. We, crazy. We, we, we hate an escalation, but we love when we can identify it. Um, at the age of 15, Simon moved to Brooklyn, New York, in the United States with his family's friends, who later accused him of using their credit card to steal $42,000 from them. Jesus. Like us dollars baby because we're gonna have we're gonna have quite a few um what do you call it um financial conversions yes yes and i did try to do my best um to keep our international friends in the loop like for example forty two thousand us dollars is just a hair under thirty four thousand nine hundred pounds um but yeah that's according to the norwegian tabloid vg and as part of his reporting, Blau spoke with many people who had been like conned by Simon, telling Berger quote, telling Breger quote, in particular, I remember one real estate mogul who was a savvy guy. You would never think he could be fooled. And I said to him, I don't understand how this happened to you. He told me, you don't understand. He showed me his ID that he was the son of Leviev. So, or Lev- oh, see, now I'm doing it, that he was the son of Lviv. So I believed him. Yeah. Lviv, Lviv. I, I, I truly, I wish that this guy could keep his pronunciation straight at the very least. You want to change your names? Fine. Can they at least be the same pronunciation every time? Because yeah, right. it's fucking me up. Um, so according to the Times of Israel, Simon was charged, was, quote, charged with in Israel with theft, forgery and fraud in 2011 for cashing stolen checks, but fled before sentencing, end quote. Mm. The Israeli media has also reported allegations of fraud Simon committed with his father. Ooh. Yes. Upon being found guilty of defrauding three women in Finland in 2015, he was convicted of fraud under his birth name and sentenced to either two or two and a half years in prison. My sources differed. After which he was then extradited back to Israel in 2017, only to assume a different identity and flee the country again to avoid sentencing for the previous fraud charges in 2011. 
and was then declared a, fu- a fugitive by Israeli authorities. Damn. Yeah. So Simon appeared happy to jump from one identity to another in order to keep his schemes running. He then changed his legal name from Shimon Hayat to Simon Lviv, using the surname Lviv to pretend he was related to Lev Avnirovich Lviv, okay. a Russian-Israeli business tycoon and diamond magnate who is also known as, quote-unquote, the king of diamonds. He has it's a net so- worth... It's so crazy you could just fucking change your name like that. Right? And you really can because, like, you've heard other stories about people, like, doing for publicity stunts, like, hey, I want free Taco Bell or whatever it was. Like, it yeah, was some can fast I change joint. my name to, like, fucking, Quesarito? Like, Baja Blast? Change, no, like, if I change my name to, like, Crunchwrap Supreme. Ka- Catherine uh, McConaughey, can you just choose your last name like that? I don't know, Catherine McConaughey. I feel like that's more common, though. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like if I were to change my name to like Caitlin Bezos. Yeah. Okay, right. Can you do that? Like, and, and I mean, like, I, yeah, technically you can. I mean, I don't see the point. I mean, I, I guess I do kind of see the point because what if I was like again, Ashley Schwarzenegger, can you like uh, for a name that's like that iconic, it just seems like so crazy that you could just like go ahead and choose that last name for no reason right like exactly like it it just yeah it really is um so at the time he was worth over he had a net worth of over one and a half billion u.s dollars or about 1.25 billion pounds um today he like he's he apparently is about worth a billion um but in fact simon even began referring to himself as the prince of diamonds like, yeah. he couldn't just have the last name. He had to take the nickname, too. Yeah, of course. So, Blau later told Breger that he first heard about Simon when reporters from VG, that Norwegian tabloid, contacted him about his run-ins with the law in Finland in 2015 because the outlet was investigating whether Simon was still doing this because they were, like, thinking of, like, they were working on a story. Yeah, so Blau soon discovered that Simon was technically not pretending to be Simon Lviv because, Lviv because he had legally changed his name, shoring up his false credentials. He mm-hmm. said to Berger, quote, up until that point, we were all under the impression Lviv was a Lviv was a thank, was a fake name. But it was key that he actually changed his name and the interior ministry of Israel issued him a new ID and passport. And yeah. so. Like, this was actually his name. Like, he couldn't, like, he changed, and, like... He changed it for, it seems, like, nefarious purposes. Yeah. But still, like, he went through the whole thing to legally change his name, so if you change your name, then I guess people can't fight you? I guess. I don't know. But, are you ready? Because we're gonna get, we're gonna get, like, really into this shit now. Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, everybody, everybody... We're going to crack open a cold one and we're going to get into it. Whoa. And that was not a segue because I was like, oh, no, mommy's voice is going and she needs to take care of that. That was planned, obviously. Anyway, so Simon followed a pattern. He would go on Tinder targeting Scandinavian women and lead them to believe he was the son of this fabulously wealthy Lviv by taking them in, uh, taking them on 
a very expensive, very impressive first date. For example, in the case of one of his victims, Cecily Schroeder Fjellhey, he whisked her away on a trip on a private jet. Yeah, and here's the thing that, like, as I was, like, watching the doc and everything, this is not, like, the MTV um, level of catfishing. Like, he met these people in real mm-hmm. life. He took mm-hmm. them on these crazy vacations that he was mm-hmm. promising. If people wanted to see his ID, they he'd show it to them. Like, yeah, it said his like, name. Yeah, he's like, this is who I am. It's just that he was so good at conning. Yes, yes. So he would then begin long distance relationships with these women, slowly building their trust while jet setting across the globe with them, staying in five star hotels, lavishing them with expensive gifts, all while secretly doing the same thing with other women. Like he made them believe they were his one and only and he had like a bunch of them. Yeah, he used the money f- that he like spoilers. To- I, I know, but like it's spoilers it's, like it was almost that he had to keep going, though. Oh, because yeah. he needed one con to finance the next con. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was kind of it's kind of like every con man we've ever talked about, like going back to yep. Firefest. Like he yep. needed to sell those fake concert tickets to fund portions of the Firefest that he was creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Madoff needed those exactly. fucking yes. That's how these so, frauds get like out of control. Mm-hmm. So Simon would play this role as the attentive boyfriend, sending these women steady streams of texts, voice notes, just all lovey-dovey shit, flying across Europe just so that he could take them out to coffee because they were having a bad day. Everything, everything was perfect until the other shoe dropped. Mm-hmm. And it always so does. It always fucking does friends it always does um according to reports once the women believed they were dating this real life prince charming he would fake a crisis yep his accusers claimed that at certain points or a certain point i guess i should say like for each of them simon would confide in them that he was worried that this group of quote-unquote enemies was quote after him and eventually he would send a photo of his bleeding bodyguard peter kaluski alleging these injuries came from his enemies to cause further concern yeah and once that groundwork was laid he would then urgently text each of his girlfriends to say that his credit card could not be used for security reasons and ask her to open a new one under her name that he could use so they would lend him a little cash and then they'd lend him some more and then even more until suddenly they're taking out loans and draining their, draining their savings amidst like promises he's going to pay them back and but it's by the like- time yeah, it's ahead. like troubling like yeah loaning anybody that amount of money is kind of stressful especially like these women are just normal women that don't have these yeah. like crazy jobs they're doing well for themselves like strong independent woman fuck mm-hmm. yeah um but they have seen like they've seen evidence of his money he took yeah. them away on these lavish vacations he he I think at one point buys one an apartment or something like that. Like, yeah, something. like he's good for it or he yeah. gives the impression that he's he, good for it. Exactly. You think he's good for it. So like I don't blame a single one of these women. No. Because I I mean, what would I have done? I mean, I don't know if I'd taken out a loan for somebody that I didn't not know for to. that long. Yeah, not or that. that I'm not married to or didn't Truly. know that long. Like that is uh that is very financially stressful. Yes. Um Yes. But still, like, I, I don't blame them at all because you've seen evidence that you think that he could be good for it. And from and what evidence they know, that, like, these enemies are after him. That, yeah. like, okay, your bodyguard 
who you've met has gotten his ass beat and like okay yeah, well the bodyguard like, got his ass beat this is serious yeah and this is like next level catfishing it's not like yes uh, it's not like um i started talking to somebody on tumblr and uh yeah. never seen their face before and blah 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 yes. like this is next level right so however by the time these women would realize that they had been conned He'd have already moved on to the next woman, wooing a new target with the funds that he, like you said before, stole from his last victim. Exactly. Just he stole the funds from his last victim, just like Haley stole my thunder. And every episode. (laughs) So according to the Times of Israel, Simon stole an estimated $10 million from his victims and he would evade repaying them by cajoling stalling and ultimately like threatening his victims sending increasingly unhinged whatsapp voice messages to them in fact fun fact he even did the same to the filmmakers of the tinder swindler when he found out that this documentary was being made Mm -hmm. so to simon this probably seemed like the perfect con but what he wasn't banking on was remember that tabloid vg Well, they didn't just publish a little story about Simon. They published a full-on expose. Like, if you find this, like, you can just Google, like, VG Simon Lviv um, expose. Mm -hmm. It's it's got, like, a a good graphics. It's like a whole... It paints a picture. Yeah, their whole office was working on this. (laughs) Yes. This was, like... This was was, the story. I was going to say, this was one of those, like, where later on they make, like, an Oscar-winning movie about how this case was, like, broken by this media factory. Oh, I don't don't see how this is not going to be a movie. Oh, absolutely. But they didn't... So, so it went fucking viral, though. Like, full-on viral. So viral, in fact, that one of his long-term girlfriends, Eileen Kelman? Coleman? I, I tried to get pronunciations for all of these and I fucked I I missed this one. It's K O E L E M A N. She saw it. And you know what? Like you can do a lot of things in this situation. You can be you can and every single feeling is accurate. You can cry. You can be hurt. You can be shocked. My girl Eileen got angry. Yeah. And was like, nah. I'm getting revenge. So after this story started to get around, I'm obsessed with her. She's a fucking hero. I love her. So after the story started to get around, Simon had to take a break from his jet setting and lay low. So he allegedly assumed the name David Sharon to evade the authorities. And my boy fucked around and found out about the reality of a self-fulfilling prophecy, my friends, because now his enemies really were after him. Yep. So he turned to Eileen, the only woman who seemed to trust him for help, but she was way ahead of his ass and perfectly playing the part of the dumb, unassuming girlfriend. This absolute genius of a woman offered to sell his designer clothes to help him make some cash without getting caught. Because he had taken money from her, too, right? Yes. Yes. And she's like, oh, I'm getting my money back. Oh, she's getting her money back and then some because... She fucking swindled the swindler himself, sold his fucking clothes, and kept all of the money. But she wasn't fucking done. There's more. Because yeah, he, then... He, he, like, contacted her. He's like, I need money quick. She's like, well, I can sell your clothes for you. Like, yep. Oh, like, I'm send so me, sorry. Send me bags and bags of your designer clothes. Yeah. 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 Oh, we love it. 
So she dug a little deeper, figured out Simon was flying to Greece to go into hiding, and she immediately turned over his flight information to the authorities. Like, John Tucker must die walk so this bitch could strut straight to the motherfucking Absolutely bank. love her. And she, uh, her face in the dock is like, yeah, I sold all of his clothes. Guess what? Truly. I have all the money. And I think in the end, I'm she's not like, sorry. I still have bags of them. Oh, Come and get I, it for like, me. Like, oh I my God, I fucking her. love her. I love her. So Simon and I wish I could have been a fly on the wall from when this happened. Basically, Simon lands in Greece and is there's the Greek police waiting for him. He's immediately arrested upon his arrival and his thieving ass is extradited straight back to Israel for the original 2011 charges. (laughs) Yup. Where and I bet he did not fly private. Um, According to the Times of Israel, he was he quote was imprisoned in israel after pleading guilty to fraud charges end quote he had been sentenced to 15 months in prison in december 2019 however simon ended up only serving five months of his sentence before he was released quote after serving five months of a 15 month sentence reportedly as part of a program aimed at reducing the prison population amid fears of a coronavirus outbreak among inmates end quote per the times of israel yeah also, I don't know where I'm going to point it out, so I'm going to point it out here. He also, to this day, like, he has yet to be charged for defrauding these other women. Yeah, that's so fucked up. So, this because, again, this prison time isn't even for the shit that he has pulled in this, like, decade. It's yeah. from 2011. So, after he was released from prison, he returned to his Instagram page, just just humble bragging, not so humbly, about his expensive sports cars designer clothes himself alongside the holy trinity of status vehicles private jets helicopters and yachts all to his like ninety-seven thousand followers at the time of his release i tried for the life of me i think he deactivated his instagram Mm -hmm. um i knew that he had stopped posting i'll get to that in a second um but i think he straight up ended up deleting it if i was his lawyer that would be the first thing i'd tell him to do Mm, and good lord he needs it so morris later said to vanity fair quote i think that it is incredibly hard on for the women here's a guy who's really wronged them and yet it appears from his instagram now that he's basically just living the same life as he did before that's why with the film we just wanted it to feel like a little bit of justice is being served by exposing him and saying look this is what he does he can't hide from that yeah so that way he like the whole reason he has all of these status things is to show off and like be that yeah. asshole so yeah. if he can't post it on instagram without people saying you defrauded all these women go pay mm-hmm. everybody back like then what you're is lying. yeah then what all is having people. what is having all this shit good for if you're not going to show it off to exactly people? exactly but at some point in 2021 he apparently found himself a new girlfriend israeli model kate conlin as the Fucking couple confirmed how? in february they confirmed it on february 21st 2022 so after this this documentary premiered we'll get into yeah. it when they appeared together on inside edition which was simon's first media appearance since the documentary's premiere mm-hmm. during the interview he shared his side of the story saying quote i'm not this monster i was just a single guy that wanted to meet some girls on tinder i want to clear my name i want to say to the world this is not true end quote adding that he is quote he is a quote legit businessman end quote and i just like yeah i'm sure that would totally I don't be know. true if i having believed a single seen, word that came out of this fucking buffoon's mouth yeah having seen all the receipts from all the women on it like in the dock mm-hmm. that there, there's no way yeah that this is a misunderstanding there's no way this guy is telling the truth everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie yeah like 
But if you do need more convincing, um, in the fall of 2021, Israelis News 13 met Simon for an interview at what he said was his luxury home, of which he gave the team a new, the news team a tour. There were photos of him everywhere, photos of him with his girlfriend everywhere. But here's the kicker. After the interview, the news team learned that the quote unquote home of his was actually an Airbnb. And when asked for comment, the Airbnb owner, who was fucking shocked, told News 13, quote, obviously he did not live in it, end quote. Like this yeah. dude straight up made it look like this Airbnb. He said it was his home. Yeah. Like this is where I live. This is my home. And in the same interview in Hebrew, he told the news outlet, quote, I was wronged for things I never did. I always loved the good life. I will not lie, end quote. And when asked whether he had anything to say to the actual Lviv family, Simon snarkily responded, quote, I did not know there was a copyright to this family name, end quote. That's. Yeah, you can change your name and take the name, but you can't say you're the son of whoever prince of mm. diamonds like mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. that's fraud that's at that the point. issue yeah yes and you want to know something hail the lvivs clearly agree because on march 1st 2022 the real life lev lviv and his family filed a lawsuit against simon for impersonating their name and using it to build up his own image yeah. as detailed in court documents obtained by people magazine and filed by lviv in tel aviv the family claims that quote for a long time he hey it has been making false representations as being the son of Lev Lviv and receiving numerous benefits, including material ones, end quote. The documents also allege that Simon has been, quote, cunningly using false words, claiming to be a member of the Lviv family, and that his family will pay and bear the cost of his benefits, end quote. Yeah. As a result, the court's documents say that Simon is, as a result, the court documents say Simon is believed to have, quote, defrauded, cheated, conned, falsified, and hurt women, men, and businesses, end quote, on an international scale. The lawsuit also stated, quote, the defendant used the dating application Tinder to locate women who he then emotionally manipulated, cunningly bamboozled of funds, mm. and eventually convinced to transfer large sums of money to him under the guise of being on the run from individuals intending on hurting him, end quote. I just, I love this whole thing. And that they got bamboozled in a fucking court document. Yeah. Because that's exactly what this is. It's a fucking bamboozle. Yeah. This is the bamest of boozles. <laughs> like, goddamn. So, in a public statement shared with the media, Lev Lviv's daughter, Chagat Lviv, called Simon a, quote, fraud who stole our family's identity and has tried to exploit our good name to con victims out of millions of dollars. He has no relation to the Lviv family and has no affiliation with our company, LLD Diamonds. I am relieved that his real identity and actions have been globally exposed and hope this will bring an end to his unscrupulous actions. The lawsuit we filed today is just the first step out of many we will be taking to have him face justice and get the sentence he deserves, end quote. Yeah. So the Lviv family attorney, Guy Ophir, also declared in a statement that regardless of Simon's response, this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as their legal action against him goes, saying, quote, this legal action is only the beginning of a number of lawsuits that my firm is currently working on. In the next phase, we will file a monetary suit against Hayat and any other affiliate that will work with him, including some websites that have joint ventures with Hayat and or have offered to buy cameos from him. Mm. Anyone that will try to capitalize from this scheme will be sued, end quote. Wow. And you would think this would be enough to make Simon stop. 
It is not. No. It is not. Again, it's, April, it's the Billy McFarlane thing. It's like he yes. went to jail and then started to scheme from jail. And now Absolutely. I think he's out and they said like he wants to do... Mm-hmm. It wasn't a music festival. He wanted to do something else. It was something like that, though. Yeah. Or, d- or maybe it was, again, that he wanted to do a music festival. It was something crazy. Like, he just got out and he was like, okay, already trying the next thing. Back at it. Yeah, no. So, a month after the Lavives filed this lawsuit in April 2022, it was reported that Simon wanted to was wanted in Spain for an incident in 2019 in which he allegedly presented a falsified Israeli driver's license to police. Mm-hmm. But that's not all. On November 18th, 2022, a 25-year-old Israeli woman named Irene Tranov came forward as Simon's latest victim in a television interview with Channel 13 News. Despite the fact that she had watched this documentary, Simon convinced her that the claims against him were lies when he reached out to her, with her telling the outlet, quote, he went over with me every woman who had complained about him, and each one he told me how it was lies, and he was right. He doesn't look like a criminal hunting for a mark, end quote. Tranov said that when she told Simon that she wanted to get a new car, she needed to replace her car. He, quote, he said, I'll help you. We'll order it and I'll get you a new car at a better price because I'm your boyfriend, end quote. Hmm. According to Channel 13, Simon told Tranov that he was a partner in a vehicle import company and would obtain a brand new BMW for her at a lower price than what could be found on the market. However, Simon demanded that Tranov transfer the money to him and instructed her on how to take out loan after loan from various companies, similar to what he did in the documentary. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not into victim blaming anyone. And I know that this is a con man and he could, uh, in the words of Tommy Boy, sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. (laughs) Um, But you've seen the documentary. And this is step by step, word for word, exactly everything he's done to every other person that he's conned. I don't understand how he can be that charming to convince another person who is fully aware of all of his schemes to do this. That's a that is mind blowing to me. But I mean, it's just he's that. I guess slippery. That's really I think what it comes down to. Um. Tranov said she transferred a sum of about 450,000 shekels, no. which is in U.S. dollars about $122,617.47. No, that's very or much. 101,884 pounds and seven pence, I think. Okay. Someone, Kim, um, to Simon over the course of several days. And that he gave her a different vehicle to use while he worked to obtain the one that she wanted. Turns out that car was impounded and listed under someone else's name mm-hmm. when he gave it to her. And Channel 13, she, this is what Channel 13 exposed. And Train have told them, quote, the vehicle isn't under my name and I don't have the money, end quote. So she demanded her money back from Simon, but as with his other victims, he stalled and eventually gave her a check for 450,000 shekels. Let me guess, But it not only did it bounce just a few days later, <laughs> yep. but it was also signed by another victim. Wow. Tranov said, quote, I thought the problem was that the car wasn't under my name. When I saw the check bounce, I realized I was in much bigger trouble. Yeah. So calling the stories, quote, identical... 
Mary Friedman, a lawyer representing the second victims who, who had signed the check, said, quote, he met the second woman on social media. After six months of dating, he asked her for a check as a deposit. He told her it won't be cashed. Don't worry. She gave him the check and he deposited it in Tranov's account, end quote. Mm. So after this check bounced, Tranov said that Simon began to threaten her over the car that she was still holding on to. And during a court hearing on another case against him, Simon claimed Tranov had stolen the vehicle with her telling Channel 13, quote, he knew he was ruining my life, end quote. Yep. So let's get into this documentary that Tranov saw and still was fooled. On February 22nd, or on February 2nd, 2022, um, this documentary, which I initially was under the impression that the Tindler Swindler, that the moniker came from him, I mean, came from this documentary, but it appeared in my research that it actually was called that because of the VG expose. That, okay. Like they did that. They did it first. Um, great name. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, so it premiered on Netflix on February 2nd, 2022, just in time for Valentine's Day and for everybody to like kind of sit on the couch next to their little lover and then side eye them and be like, I gave you five dollars for Chipotle last week. What is going on? Or for everyone um, who uh, <laughs> was sitting alone on their couches to be like, oh, thank God. Yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. There's no outcome here that is good. Um so per Vanity Fair, the documentary features several of Simon's alleged victims, as you said before, Hale, recounting their experiences with this con man from their like lovey-dovey early texting days to like the realization, the sinking feeling that like he had stolen everything from them. Yeah. Um, and that he didn't even love them. Like, no. I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know which is worse. Like, if yeah, Michael. How could, you, how could you be? How could you like take somebody on dates and like spend all this time with them, mm -hmm. take all of their money and not feel a single bit of remorse. Mm -hmm. That is like real psychopathy. That's, yes. Yes. Like if Michael did, if Michael stole my money and was like, by the way, I never loved you. Holy shit. Yeah. You'd hear about me on the news. So, and not in a like, Hey, I, I took his ass down sort of way. Um, so rather than waiting for the authorities though, Several of these women took matters into their own hands to settle their scores with Simon. And Morris told Vanity Fair, quote, he has just been doing all of these swindles across Europe, across the world. And jurisdiction wise, it's incredibly hard to wrangle. Exactly, these are yeah. quite small crimes for authorities. End mm -hmm. quote. She described the documentary to Vanity Fair as, quote, a story about love and heartbreak and a kind of uncovering of all these little pieces of the Simon puzzle. We spoke to a psychologist as part of the podcast and hearing her talk about her experience with con artists and learning more about their state of mind has been an endlessly fascinating to discuss. I don't know how you become so skilled at lying and faking love, end quote. Yeah. So while making the move, the, the film, Morris told Vanity Fair that she was just stunned when she was putting together this timeline of Simon's communications with various women and their overlap and seeing how many fake romances he was pursuing at once. Yeah. Explaining, quote, he'd text one woman to say that he's in Berlin when he's actually there to see another woman. Those things really made us see how committed Simon is to this and how many plates he was spinning at once. Yeah. And Simon remembers everything, their birthdays, what they're doing at work, their parents. In the, in the film, one woman gives him a book about dating Norwegians. And a couple months later, when she turned up at his apartment in Amsterdam, it was on his bedside table, end quote. Yeah. So the documentary, which was nominated for five Emmys, including Damn. Outstanding Documentary or Nonfiction Special, has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb with 68,000 ratings. Yeah. 
a 90% Google score and a 97% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 79% audience score and the critics consensus, quote, chillingly addictive viewing. The Tinder swindler offers a solidly crafted, albeit heartbreaking, treat for true crime fans, end quote. The entire documentary is just under two hours long, but Morris had enough, like, excess interviews with victims and crime experts and all of that. The, the psychologist that she mentioned before, she was able to put out a three-part companion podcast called mm-hmm. The Making of the Swindler, which was released the week after the Tinder Swindler debuted on Netflix. I think and that's a good way to do it just because, like, I mean, I like a, uh, I like a, a docuseries, but it seems that, like, almost all of them are, like, nine parts for like one crime now it's just like really getting in the weeds of it i think like releasing the doc and then if people are super interested and want to know more doing like supporting podcasts or supporting like even like a like a supporting like mini series or limited something Mm -hmm. just like give everyone the whole story and then if people want to dig deeper into it then they can instead of getting so in the weeds uh with your one doc that like people dip out halfway through because they're just like uh, it's too much yeah i i don't know y'all i don't know i like but it's very smart i know that i like this yes um but so in this podcast morris um who is the writer and director of the um Docu- documentary mm-hmm. i don't know why i just was like wait a minute like what is the word um so she's the writer and the director of the documentary she discusses with their with the documentary's producer bernadette higgins um just like simon's coming of age years telling vanity fair quote he's been committing minor cons like check fraud since he was a teenager he actually grew up in a very conservative neighborhood in tel aviv his father was a rabbi i think that there was always something in him that wanted to rise up into a luxury world end quote like you were saying Haley, mm-hmm. which is just so pathetic to me like there's a difference between I think growing up wanting to make something of yourself and wanting a good life, like there's nothing wrong with that. And to better yourself. Yes. And to better yourself, but even, even not to better yourself. There's, there's nothing wrong with aspiring to live a comfortable life, wanting things, having things like you do you elevating to a higher social status or, or socioeconomic status, um, economic status, like any of it, that doesn't make you a shitty person. Like it's, it's not that you, have these private jets and you have these designer clothes it's it's not that you are known by all of these people that you have this level of celebrity it's how you get there and exactly yeah to treat other people like shit to stomp on them and anybody else who might get in your way to the top to get to that level of grandiosity and fame and popularity that you so desperately crave because you are clearly so like insecure and unhappy in your own life and where you came from and so ashamed that you feel you're not good enough so you need to be like a name that people know and that people like are familiar with and see you as like oh wow they're really special because you don't think you're special enough like that's just fucking sad like you clearly desperately need some kind of professional help one that doesn't involve 
a therapist that you pay just to say yes to you or friends or yes men that just say yes to you and resolve you of your guilt for doing shitty things to other people that care about you Mm -hmm. and that would do anything for you and for you to just go back on your uh, on on all of that like no like that's what makes you a shitty person and like for anybody who does shit like that like you're a shitty person like that's just it's it's like again get a therapist and if you have a therapist get a therapist that you that that will tell you the truth yeah and don't lie to your therapist also therapy doesn't work if you lie to your therapist yeah (laughs) um but yeah like hearing all of this shit that he did it just made me so mad um but the documentary ends with simon leaving one of his victims just a flurry of voicemails which as morris told vanity fair quote was really the smoking gun to understand that without eileen's and other women's money simon was nothing Exactly. He ended up staying in hostels and eating leftovers in shopping malls. And without these people's money, he had nothing and was desperate. We touched on it in the film, but the messages to Eileen begging, begging, begging for money to for money go on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that part of the film will strike a sort of particularly negative chord with him. End quote. And like I said, he did end up sending them messages, too, when he found out that the that this documentary was being made. Yep. So, like, she was on the money. And following its release, three of Simon's alleged victims, um, Cecile Fielhe, Pernilla Shoyom, and Eileen, also started a GoFundMe on February 5th. Remember, the, the documentary came out February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, raising money to clear their debts with a target goal of £600,000 or $722,099.40 in U.S. dollars. And that's, like, that's like the most frustrating thing and one of the most saddest things that you'd said was that these are not big enough crimes for the local police to really Mm -hmm. care too much and what's not a big enough crime for the local police to really care is financial ruin for some of these women yes and how sad is it that like it'd be like oh well it's actually too small for us to like pursue anything like that she's like but i am i'm ruined yeah it's it's very much oh well did anyone die no but no one's gonna be able to like they're gonna die like they could very well like if you can't afford to keep your home to feed yourself all of this because you're in massive debt because this person was such a fraud and you don't have like a good like i don't know any of these women's other like home life and stuff but if you don't have a good support system of other people to lean on be like hey this happened to me it's really embarrassing to have to say that like i went through something like this but yes i need help yes and and i mean i just i truly like my heart goes out to them because like it it, unfortunately i feel like if he had done this to a celebrity they probably would have gotten their money back yeah probably um like look at the lavives they're able to sue his ass and like it's just i don't know um 
But on the GoFundMe, they posted a welcome message reading, quote, you're probably here because you've heard about our story and we appreciate you taking the time to search and find this page. The past few days have been a whirlwind and we three have been completely shocked and floored by the flood of compassion and support from everyone, end quote. By February 14th, so less than two weeks later, they had raised 100,000 pounds, which is $120,349.90 in U.S. dollars. So Mm -hmm. happy fucking Valentine's Day indeed. And I tried to find the GoFundMe to see if they like reached their goal and I could not find it anywhere, which gives me hope that they did. Yeah. Um, Because when it's when you when you when you're done, when the GoFundMe is done, like I believe it can get taken down or it gets taken down. Yeah. Um, So good for them. Good for them. Um, And then soon after on February 22nd, 2022, you'll never fucking guess who gets involved. (laughs) I I don't know. Peter Kaluski, the the man introduced to the women and depicted in the film as Simon's bodyguard. (gasps) Oh, okay. He's right. fucking real. He sued Netflix for $5.6 million, claiming he was portrayed inaccurately and that this has allegedly caused him mental distress and violated his quote-unquote human rights. Wow. So okay. Kaluski's lawyer, Joanna Parafianovich, I'm pretty sure is how you say her name said that Netflix had never reached out to or spoken to her client private to start prior to starting production on the documentary to ask permission, get his side, any of that, says the documentary doesn't tell Peter's quote-unquote story. She added that he was never involved in any of Simon's business, but because of the film, he was now being associated with his activities. Okay. According to Lad Bible, Pierre Fianovich said, quote, No one has the right to deprive a person of basic rights, such as the right to image and the right to the protection of personal data, end quote. So I am interested to hear how that goes. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said there, like his his story should be told. I don't know if he is then going to come up with his own type of con-ish sort of situation. I I, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if he was involved, but it seems... I don't know if he was in on it too, yeah. It seems because he very well weird. could have been like, I was hired to be S- Simon Lviv's bodyguard, and he is like his son, but, like Lev Lviv's son. But if you are hired to be this guy's bodyguard and you are with him, and these women like met him and stuff, then that means he's met all of these women. And mm-hmm. isn't it a little weird that you'd be the bodyguard of a guy that is going to visit his 48 different girlfriends? Yeah like i mean i but devil's advocate that's really shitty to like cheat on all these women but But it's not illegal it's not illegal yeah stealing their money and like this dude was his bodyguard but he wasn't his like financial advisor well not even his financial advisor it's not like he was having this guy like he wasn't like his personal assistant with him being like oh text this girl i need twenty thousand dollars because you're, you're in the hospital like like you know what i mean like it's not yeah maybe he was involved maybe he wasn't I don't yeah know. we don't know a little um, weird of netflix not to like or the documentarians not to like do their due diligence and like kind of yeah get the stories of everyone involved well and i get that he that like he's upset for example that like they used his photo that like yeah, yeah it was part of the story but like i can understand being like 
hey, I'm in, I'm in this. Yeah, I'm and they alive didn't interview and I'm, me. I'm a real person, so yeah. So <laughs> as weird. for Simon, shortly after the release of the documentary, he signed with talent manager Gina Rodriguez of Gatoni Inc. in hopes of pursuing a career in the entertainment industry, and at the time was working on a dating show, according to E News. And <gasps> the audacity! In an inst- I know. In an Instagram post from February 18th, 2022, Rodriguez said, quote, I watched the Netflix show Tinder Swindler and it felt incomplete because we never heard the other side. The narrative seemed very biased and I couldn't form an opinion. Instead, I had more questions and I am a woman. This is why I reached out to at Simon underscore Lviv underscore 11. There are always two sides like it or like or hate it. I want to hear his side. End quote. Um, like I said, his Instagram is deactivated. So. You can click on at Simon Levy. It's not going to be him. I but, saw Tinder Swindler and then I saw Dollar Sign. So I got in contact with him so I could make a show about him so it would make money. That's what uh-huh. that quote sounds like to me. Well, also, though, as Blau told Berger or Breger, quote, he's a convicted felon, but he is smart enough to turn that into a persona. He knows how to market himself well and has created a narrative that works well in the era we are living in. These days, it doesn't matter if you are good or bad. If you are famous, people want to be around you, end quote. Yeah, it seems so like he's going to be, be the, the shake of love is blind, too, and be like, <laughs> like, be totally OK with like, I'm I am the asshole and I acknowledge that I'm the asshole. I don't know why anyone want, want that to be their like fucking public persona, but because all right. again, he is one of those people that they care about. They are so insecure. They are so pathetic that they just want that like they just want people to know their name because they feel that they're not important enough. That they are not enough. Yeah. And it's and very I guess sad. It's easier and cheaper to be a shitty person than a good person. Yeah. It's uh, definitely easier for him. I don't know if it's cheaper, but it's definitely easier. Um, but nevertheless, in what I am sure will come as a shock to everyone, nothing has come of his pursuit of being like in the entertainment industry as of yeah. yet. But as, as some people have touched on previously that i've mentioned he does have a cameo account where he charges 99 dollars for personalized videos Damn. 499 dollars for business videos and four dollars for messages and let me tell you i've known what cameo is obviously because like everybody knows what cameo is i think but when i was researching this i saw that he had like sample videos up and so I watched a few of them because I was a morbidly curious and b wondering how the fuck to pronounce this dude's name. And I shit you not. I'm watching these and every single one that I watched, he says something to the effect of, oh, congratulations on your anniversary. I wish I could attend your anniversary party or happy birthday. I wish I could attend your birthday party. And every single time he goes, I wish I could attend. But unfortunately, my enemies are after me. And peter's in the hospital and like but every like sometimes he'll mention peter but every time he'll be like my enemies are after me i can't attend um like congratulations on your success but be careful our enemies are after us and i just i could not stop laughing watching these like i was like i can't tell if this dude is leaning really into this or if he thinks he can still fool people i truly i do not know 
I cannot tell. No. Like, I can't tell. He's like, he's not even a person. He's just a character. He is. He is. And it's funny you say that because he also debuted an NFT collection via OpenSea titled, quote, Peter Hurt. And oh it depicts Peter. Also, it's spelled all of, we'll get into this. It It's spelled P-E-T-E-R like how people pronounce it, even though Peter's name is pronounced P-I-O-T-R. And this NFT depicts Peter sitting in an ambulance with an open head wound. And like that right. photo, it, it, it's that photo. And then he also launched a website, JustSimonLaviv.com, selling t-shirts emblazoned with quotes pulled from the documentary, including, quote unquote, my enemies are after me. Peter's hurt. Send money. When your enemies are after you and you need 20K. And oh if she really loves you, she'll take out a $20,000 loan for you. The website has since been taken offline. I don't yep. know by him or by someone else. But apparently it said that a, quote, portion of the proceeds goes to Global Fund for Children, end quote, which I say, sure, Jan. No. I believe I that. No. But finally... According to the Washington Post, following the release of the documentary, Tinder permanently banned Simon from its dating app and has confirmed that he has no active, no known active profiles or aliases on its service. And he was also banned from other apps under Tinder's parent company, Match Group Inc., including Match.com, Hinge, OkCupid, and Plenty of Fish. Even Plenty of Fucking Fish doesn't want his ass. Like, can you imagine how low you've 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 fallen? How you? uh, Oh my God! That that fucking Plenty of Fish is like, oh no, we don't want that here. No. Like, we're just a wholesome little, like, Christian-seeking Christian. Like, goddamn. Sorry. Sorry. But, like, fish damn. Like, I... I'm I'm dying. I'm dying over all of this. I'm living, but I'm dying. Like, if you have ever been, like, fucked over by somebody, consider this your, like... Like, you can have a little piece of this revenge pie, too, because I just love watching this burn. Yeah. This is just... This is... Somehow this... I think it's because... Like Billy McFarland, like we've talked about like Billy McFarland. We've talked about Anna Delvey. We've talked about um, um, Bernie Madoff. I think what makes this one different is that this guy didn't just prey on people. He forged a human connection with these people. Yeah. Made them think that they were loved and worthy of love. Made them feel like princesses made them feel safe, made them feel happy and then fucking ripped the rug out from under them without even like saying to them, like without saying really anything to them, just took and took their money. But worse, I'd say is completely like detonated a little bomb in their, in their relationship and having to come back from that. I can't even imagine how emotionally devastating that is. Yeah, he just defrauded, like, regular, like, individual women. Uh, yeah. He didn't defraud, like, companies or, like, something else that has, well, like... rich the insu- people. Yeah, the insurance to, like, bounce back from stuff like this. Like, no, these were no individual women that he, like, took out and like spent time with and got to know, and he yeah. still did this to them, which means he has no soul. Yeah. Like I said it before, I will say it again. If you can truly like forge a relationship with somebody and not have the balls 
to be honest with them in that like in any regard like in something so brutal as this and then to just fucking prance away like that like that is you're a shitty person dude like you are just like a god i hope you get help like because if you don't like you know where you're gonna end up like there's a place worse than jail and it's very warm and you're headed straight for it yeah like all all for the sake of all for all because somebody has such low self-esteem that they feel the need to just fucking drag down other people also the gall of like you don't think you're ever going to get caught when you're flaunting about it on like social media and stuff like he didn't acting like everything is fine on social media he didn't seem he was being that like cautious uh, yeah well he didn't seem like it was being that cautious and i'm sorry like it's just like i know that social media can be powerful in that way that like we never see what really is going on and all of that but like for this guy to really just hammer home like i've like because now people know what he's done like to to have this to have these accounts to show all of this shit and to be like i have brutally hurt people yeah and i have not given a single shit about that the consequences of my actions any of it and i am going to flaunt how great i am doing at the expense of other people and i'm going to act like these women didn't even exist yep they they weren't even like a part of my life they weren't even like important yeah it, it's gross like i agree with with morris and like i can't imagine how those women must have felt how yeah. they still must feel because again they're trying to pick up the pieces and he's moved on he's he's off going and he's getting what he wants yeah. like it, it, like you hear like oh karma will come get you and blah 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 like and for him, it kind of hasn't yet. No. And for some of these people, it doesn't. Sometimes, unfortunately, you can be an absolute piece of shit to somebody and completely get away with it. I just and hope for these women, uh, like, yeah, I hope their GoFundMe was very successful, but I hope that mm-hmm. they also get the justice they deserve with him in court yeah, one day. I, I agree. I agree. I completely agree. Though I do like how more how Morris kind of said um like at the if nothing else like let this documentary be a piece of like revenge for them like like a a piece of justice for them because i i you know like even if they don't get like i know that it's not a monetary thing though i'm sure that they probably got paid for it um like it will it was it enough probably not like definitely not if they put a gofundme out later but like it like just that they and i and i respect them for it too that they didn't stay quiet that they did say hey this person did something really shitty to me and i think everyone should know about it yeah and it's it also sucks because like i mean i won't speak for them but um i think it's really big of them to come out and and tell their stories it can be embarrassing saying like yeah i fell victim to a fraud like it can be embarrassing. It can be like, I, I, I like trying to think about that. Like it can be embarrassing and it can be 
like having to relive it yeah and being sitting there and being like well maybe i did something wrong yeah, maybe it was me you. and i'm sure he like he gaslit the shit out of them and that gaslighting having an effect of like well maybe 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 i'm crazy maybe yeah, i it, misunderstood it, fu- it fucks your relationships in the future clearly yeah yeah you're sitting there wondering like is this person going to do the exact same thing to me like how are they going to form any like 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 romantic relationships friendships yeah like it's just the whole trust is broken there it's it's your trust in human beings is broken yeah and i mean and it's it's difficult enough like being an adult and like forming any kind of new relationship is so much harder than when you were in like high school and college and you're like kind of put in these little like capsules filled with people but like to to then have this on top of it is like like again like these women should be entitled to some financial compensation over here but at the very least i mean i am glad that they got that level of just like hey this happened to me um like again because obviously like and i'm not and this is not to like shame her but with his other victim tarnov um like it didn't or tranov it didn't um like the documentary she saw it it didn't make that much of a difference oh well no i'm sure there are other people that saw the documentary and and like completely disregarded what he did and was like he's hot like yeah i think i can fix him yeah exactly exactly but i'm but i'm saying like it, it doesn't even have to be to like call attention for the sake of other people like i think morris really kind of hit the nail on the head where she was telling vanity fair saying i like he's going to see it yeah and he's going to know he's not going to be able to like fool people yeah and and he like what matters is that they did not keep his little secret and they and that they did not go off with this narrative like he wasn't able to just continue on like and keep doing this with people as easily as he was doing it because he told people like hey or they told people like hey this happened to us yeah and he's gotta deal with the fallout of that because now millions of people know yep that this is the case for him yeah and i just you know what like and you know i'm sure that i don't know i don't know i just I'm really um I'm happy for them in that regard and, and just very impressed with their bravery. Yeah. Because it can be you may not want or what if you tell people and they just they blame you. I'm sure there were people that saw the doc and didn't feel any sympathy for them. Yeah. And yeah. felt that they were kind of responsible, dug their own graves in a sort of way, but I definitely did not see it like that. No, I didn't either. And I'm not one to blame the victim anyway. Not that I'm saying you are. You're not either. But (laughs) I mean, I think it can. It's just so different. I think it's just different. Yeah. I. I, Very interesting story. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. And again, like we love we love a revenge. We love a good. We love a revenge. We love a one part documentary. 
Yes, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, Felicity Morris. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead and watch it on Netflix. Uh, we're yeah. not sponsored or anything, but like support people making cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's it for our story, right? That is it for our story. That's all, right. all she wrote. Do you have a palate cleanser before I, I tell people all the socials and we close this out? Yes. Um, I'm sure I have a palate cleanser too. I just need to consider it. Um, my palate cleanser for this week. Palate cleanser it, is something that is not true crime related that we um, want to end every episode with to just kind of cleanse the palate. Uh, yeah. True crime things can be are rough. Shitty. Uh, yeah. Shitty things happen to good people, but um, there are good things in the world like like um i have been binging the nanny i'm also almost done with it um fran drescher is the nanny fran drescher is the nanny we talked about her we've yes. talked about her um we did a whole ass episode on fran drescher um listen to it if you'd like i highly recommend it um but i had never watched it all the way fully through yeah um and a lot of it holds up a lot of it holds up Okay. Um, for a movie, or for a movie, for a series that was from like ninety three to ninety nine, that's like it started. It, it came it's a out thirty time years period. ago. Exactly. It came out thirty years ago. Like we we could we could go either way, but I I can count maybe on one hand where there would be like a joke where I was like, Ugh, and that's pretty good for a six season run. And yeah. I'm a, a, I'm like halfway through. I'm like a quarter way through season six, which is the final season. Okay. So we're yeah we're making good good progress. Um, but yeah, I really I really do enjoy it. Um, and if you can, I think it's also on Pluto TV, which is free if you don't have HBO Max. Uh huh. Um, but it's been it's become kind of like a a comfort show for me. Nice. In the past like four months or so, I'm trying to think of how long it's been that I've been binging it, and I guess it's been like four or five months. Nice. Um, and yeah, yeah, I really it like if you're feeling sad, watch some of the nanny because a lot of the jokes, it's mostly like the way that they do it is just like very slapsticky, as opposed to dunking on other demographics for the most part. And yeah, Niles and Cece for those who watch, um, you come for the nanny, you stay for the Niles and Cece banter because quite frankly, Michael and I, Michael was in the room. I'll call Michael in to listen to certain jokes like certain jabs that the butler niles will make about the love interest mr sheffield's other love interest cc uh-huh. and the the latest one that we have been just we will repeat this line over and over in our household is niles had made breakfast for everybody and cc is stabbing at her scrambled eggs and goes niles my eggs are all dried up and niles throws up his hands and goes the gene pool is saved (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm like it's shit like that where it's like yeah you don't need to like dunk on other demographics to be fucking funny perfect and yeah it's excellent it's just it's still it still holds up and you know what i saw friend drescher in cafe gratitude in venice california months ago probably about a year ago now and had i known what i know now i i would have gone up to her and been like yo like you have gotten me through a very difficult period and i appreciate you and 
goddamn, you are one of the funniest people alive. So we love hats it. off to the nanny and Fran Drescher. All right. The nanny and Fran Drescher is the palate cleanser. And uh, if you want more true crime related stuff, you can go to our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, <gasps> and Twitter. And I what? Um, actually, my palate cleanser is my sister because I texted her this morning. But um, at the time that we were recording, it is my sister's airplane day. And that sh- probably should have been my palate cleanser. Because okay. for those who don't know, that means that my sister, she is adopted and she joined our she family. Yeah. This is the day she, we we literally went to JFK pre 9-11. And so we were able to just waltz right in that bitch and picked her up Palette straight cleanser off the plane. Is, if, you're, if you're overwhelmed <laughs> by true crime, adopt a child. Please don't. Like yeah. that's maybe not maybe that's the maybe palate cleanser though that's what you said that you wanted the palate no cleanser my to be. no I said my sister is my palate cleanser get a sister or not okay. even get a sister like just find my sister okay you it's pretty easy to find her you she's on give my her personal, social media yeah you want to give her personal phone number out um I I don't know that I want to give her personal phone number out I also okay. don't know that I want to give her um social media out because I'm pretty sure she's more popular than me and we already knew she yeah she's already more popular than i am okay then um, we're we don't need to Drescher. build her up even further no 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 because i really truly am truly am thankful for my sister right. um so we've got to we've got to double this this week we've got to we've got to double i am thankful can i be can i be thankful for airplanes no you can i be too thankful many for like korean facebook, airlines facebook instagram twitter um uh, our email address is crimeculturepod.tumblr.com we have a discord i literally just got a notification that someone new joined our discord Uh, if you want to join our discord message us on or dm us on our social medias i just got back to a couple of people on instagram uh i've been locked out of the instagram i sent a couple people their links i was not ignoring anybody i sent people links so if it makes you feel better and i don't remember if i messaged you this now that i say this it locked me out too yeah so i got a new phone and the whole thing uh but maybe that's why it locked us out i don't know um but i mean if you can't get in contact with us email us crimeculturepod uh at gmail.com um i have it up when i'm at work so i usually get back to you immediately um i think other than that we're good and we will speak to you next tuesday okay bye we'll speak to you we'll see you yeah because we got to do the thing remember when we got tuesday. that remember when we got that, that so do you guys that know person? what see you next tuesday means do you like, know what yeah. that means i don't think you know what it means i don't know what it means if you know what it means let us know for sure uh that's <laughs> what I'm saying. okay bye bye, bye.